Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how we could use self-replicating machines to explore the universe, when and why your liver shrinks and grows dramatically, and what science says about how much your birth order really matters. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Self-replicating machines could help us explore the universe. They were theoretical for a really long time, but scientists are still exploring the possibilities. And the technology is starting to seem a lot less far-fetched than it used to be. So let's talk about these machines. A self-replicating robot is often referred to as a von Neumann machine, after the Hungarian-born American mathematician John von Neumann. He was the first to mathematically model a machine that could replicate itself. In today's world of 3D printers, that might sound like a simple task, but this was the 1940s. Von Neumann had this idea when computers barely existed, and he certainly never thought about using it for spacecraft. That idea came decades later in a 1979 book by Chris Boyce. Here's how he put it. You'd launch a von Neumann probe equipped with an interstellar propulsion system and send it to a neighboring star system. Once it got there, it could mine asteroids and planets to gather the raw materials it would need to replicate itself. It would make several copies of itself, which would themselves launch toward neighboring star systems. Each of those von Neumann probes would repeat the process. And after, say, a few million years, you'd have probes exploring every corner of the galaxy. And these probes wouldn't just make more of themselves, they'd also do important scientific research and transmit their findings back to their homeworld. You could even hypothetically have a probe designed to colonize the galaxy with life, if the technology was advanced enough to terraform planets and synthesize human embryos. Sounds pretty cool, right? Well, in a 1981 paper, a cosmologist named Frank Tipler pointed to the fact that if advanced civilizations are out there, then self-replicating probes would be everywhere too, including our own backyard. He wrote that since they're not here, extraterrestrial civilizations must not exist. But back on the bright side, scientists are still looking into the possibilities for our own exploration of the galaxy. In 2017, for example, Canadian scientists announced they'd been developing 3D printers that could replicate themselves from lunar material. And researchers at North Dakota State University have been working on something similar. There's still a long way to go, but this is one technology that doesn't seem so far-fetched. From day to night, your liver grows and shrinks dramatically. And the reason why it does this should give you a pretty compelling reason to get a full night of sleep. We've briefly mentioned this fun fact on the podcast before, but today I'm going to dive into the details. As a quick reminder, your liver keeps your sugar levels constant. It stores and releases vitamins and minerals into your body as needed. It detoxifies your blood, and it has a remarkable ability to regenerate. The growing and shrinking part is pretty important, too. See, scientists have known for a while that animals follow a kind of body clock that triggers regular cycles of function in their brains and organs, and even their cells. Your liver also follows this internal clock, but its function may also depend on when you eat and when you exercise. In May 2017, researchers published a study in the journal Cell that found that the livers of mice grew by nearly half during waking hours, which for mice is nighttime and their livers shrunk back down to normal size at mousy bedtime. While the mice were active, the researchers saw the main kind of liver cell, hepatocytes, growing. That growth was linked with how many ribosomes they had, ribosomes being the specialized structures inside living cells that produce the proteins needed for a bunch of different liver functions. 
Ribosomes also fluctuate with the size of the cells. And the more ribosomes, the better the liver can process food into protein and help your body get rid of toxins. As you get closer to bedtime, the liver cells start tagging and bagging those excess ribosomes, and that helps the liver shrink down to its resting size again. The study found that the livers of mice that were active and feeding during their usual times, meaning nighttime, reached peak efficiency and size. The bottom line here was that the liver seems to be synced up with the body's circadian rhythm. And we have reason to believe that same liver size shifting happens in humans, too, not just mice. And the takeaway from that is to remember that the longer your liver operates poorly, the more likely it is you'll experience unpleasant symptoms like fatigue, swelling, a tendency to bruise, and even jaundice. Add this to the list of why regular, full nights of sleep are so very important. I like to get well-rested because I like having a swole liver. (laughs) Today's episode is sponsored by First Alert. There are three things every homeowner wants their home to be, right? Smarter, safer, and more fun. What if I told you one link by First Alert can cover that whole trio? First, meet your family's new best friend, the One Link Safe and Sound. It's a hardwired smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a premium home speaker, and it's Alexa enabled, all in one sleek device. It's built with First Alert safety technology and provides an immersive, great sound experience. The Safe and Sound elevates any home. But it gets even better than that. One Link by First Alert also offers the One Link Smart Smoke and Carbon Monoxide Alarm that works with the One Link Safe and Sound. The device is easy to install and protects against both smoke and carbon monoxide. If smoke or CO is detected in the home, the smart alarm will notify you using exclusive voice and location technology and send a notification to your smartphone, whether you're at home or away. A smart home should start with smart protection, and One Link by First Alert welcomes you to a smarter, safer home. For more information, visit onelink.firstalert.com. One more time, that's onelink.firstalert.com. New research suggests that your birth order doesn't really matter. It might be time to let go of the idea that oldest children are the responsible achievers, middle children are the peacemakers, and youngest siblings are the attention-seeking rebels. See, I never bought into this because I'm the third of four children. Wow. So I'm kind of the middle child, but I'm also the youngest son. My parents had three boys before they had a youngest daughter. And, of course, that makes her the special princess. Right. So, like, where does that leave me? I'm kind of the youngest, but I'm not the youngest. So I've always just thought the whole thing was kind of whatever. You're like a youngest middle child hybrid. Yeah. Never did anything for me. You're the oldest. Yes. And of three. I I fit into the stereotype for sure. <laughs> I'll admit it. (laughs) That's weird because our personalities are so similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. But yeah, very different uh, orders of birth. Well, it makes sense that our personalities line up because this is all hooey anyway. Aha, there you go. (laughs) So a study by European researchers in March 2019 looked at data on more than 11,000 German households, and it found that being born last doesn't make you more likely to take risks. There was also a massive study in 2015 looking at 370,000 high school students in Houston. And that study didn't find any correlation between the relative age of a person's siblings and their personality. A third study that same year looked at an international group of 20,000 participants and came to the same conclusion. So there's a pretty good deal of evidence that birth order has no effect on personality. But hold on. There is concrete data that shows oldest children have an advantage intellectually. Win! Show off. It is a pretty small advantage, though. 
A careful recent examination of all the evidence on the matter showed that on average, the IQ of firstborns was a point and a half higher than secondborn siblings, who in turn had a point and a half higher IQ than thirdborns, and so on. And like I said, that's a truly tiny difference, and these findings are averages that mask a lot of diversity among families. The findings are significant and robust, but they do only suggest that the older sibling will have a higher IQ than the next youngest sibling in six out of 10 cases. So maybe delete that message challenging your younger brother to dueling IQ tests after all. And forget about crowning yourself family diplomat or adventurer just because you were second or third born. Instead, the best of today's science suggests that we should see our siblings as individuals, evaluating them based on who they are. Birth order isn't going to offer you any insights. Read about today's stories and more on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.